Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Okay, it's another day of hives and allergies. I have such a scratchy voice. I'm going to do my best not to make it too scratchy on this uh, podcast. And I have a puppy dog, Dexter, that is in my room with me. He's about six months old. He's this cute little Labradoodle, mini Labradoodle guy. And you'll probably hear some whining or some background noise or something like that, I'm sure. Lay down, Dexter. <laughs> He's staring right at me. He's staring right at me and whining. Okay. I don't know how to do the podcast today because I have to keep the door open and this puppy looking at me, wanting my attention. Okay, here we go. I want to read the gospel to you because it is so deep. I know we've all heard the road to Emmaus before, but I want you all to just really pay attention and see what God triggers in your head. What am I reading to you that kind of hits your heart? I'm going to do my best to read it good. Sorry if I uh, don't make it the best reading. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to follow when the reading isn't perfect, but I think it's something that you should take later on today and read and read and read again and see what really touches your heart. I'll share what touches mine, but I don't want to tell you yet. Okay. Luke 24, 13 through 35. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus's disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. It had happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus, the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, It is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. 
They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found the gathered where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. I mean, there's so much in here. The fact that they don't recognize him, the fact that Jesus, you know, opened scriptures to them, which was the part that really spoke to my heart. So Jesus is like, come on, the prophets have told you all that I was doing. So he went through the whole prophets and did the whole typology, basically saying this is who Jesus is. And of course, they don't know it's Jesus yet. But he's basically saying the scriptures point to me. And then, of course, in the breaking of the bread, always, right? The beautiful moment that they see him is when he gives them the bread, right? His body, his nourishment, the daily bread, if you will. Okay, but but the real, 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 real big part was, were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? I sat with that for a while. Can you imagine Jesus basically translating the scriptures? Saying this is what it means? I think that's incredible. And how their hearts must have been burning inside them while Jesus was <laughs> mapping it out for them? I mean, that's basically what he was doing, mapping it out. Sometimes we need things to be mapped out for us too. So take 
another step toward that beautiful book called the Bible. Go to a Bible study or just sit with a specific chapter. Maybe it's just this reading from Luke. Read it over and over again and try to ask God, not try, ask God, Lord, what do you want to tell me out of this scripture? When we read the word, the word should be reading us. It's a living, breathing document. And every single time I read it, I have a different experience. That's, that's probably the best word I can come up with, experience. And I want you to have a unique experience as well. What was the gospel doing to your heart? Where did your heart burn? Was it at the breaking of the bread? And if it was, maybe that means something. Maybe God wants you to go to daily mass. Maybe God wants you to appreciate Sunday mass in a new way or be more reverent in your reception of him. Maybe to look up more Eucharistic miracles, to remember the fact that the bread is his body and blood, soul and divinity. Maybe it was, did our hearts not burn as he opened the scriptures to us? Maybe it was just the fact that Jesus was walking with them and they couldn't recognize him. Just like Mary the other day in the tomb. She thought he was the caretaker, Lord, if you, or sir, if you've got my Lord's body, please give it to me. Only till he said, Mary, did she recognize him. Jesus shows himself. It's like faith. For me, 42 years, I didn't know him, didn't have an encounter with him, didn't care <laughs> about him at all. But then he showed himself to me as if he said my name, Kendra. And then, of course, the Eucharist. He showed me the Eucharist. Oh, there's Dexter. He's downstairs now, so I'm going to close this door. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, where was I? When he showed himself to me and I realized that the Eucharist was Jesus, Everything changed for me. So when I take in this whole gospel, my heart burns knowing that they recognized him at the moment that he broke the bread and gave it to them. Our faith is pretty basic. Yeah, there are a lot of rules. Yeah, there are a lot of things we've got to do and we should be changing. We should try to be holier. We're called to be saints. But the Catholic faith boils down to the Eucharist. You either believe that that is Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that he is transubstantiated, he's 
consecrated. He can, he, the, the, the wafer, the bread and the wine turn into Jesus. That is the difference between the major difference. Of course, there are other differences, but that is the major difference, including all the other sacraments of the Catholic faith. And I hope that your heart is burning as you hear their eyes are opened at the breaking of the bread. Go back, read the readings, and sit with it. Because it is pretty unbelievable. It's the hardest mystery to wrap your head around. And yet, at the same time, it's the source and summit of the Catholic faith. And so together <laughs> with Jesus, let's spend some time having our hearts be burned on fire, right? Let's, let's love him in a way that is so deep, so desperate. Sorry, Dexter is still barking. <laughs> okay. Um, let's really try to love Jesus in a new way and appreciate the Eucharist in a way that we never have before. So go back, read, reread, and read again, and see what God puts on your heart. It may be something completely different. And that, my friends, is the awesome walk with the Word. The Word will read you more and more and more as you read it. Alrighty, everyone, I'm going to let you go so you don't hear my scratchy voice, the dog barking anymore. And I just want to say how much I love you, how I am so grateful to take this journey with you. And I hope that you find something more today in God and his word. Love those in a different way and have a blessed and inspired day.